Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Four o'clock, your kickoff time. I'm Audrey Salveson. Eric France will be joining me at some point during the show. I'm not sure when. It's Monday. We uh, get you ready for Region 11 High School Football, which begins this Friday night. Uh, a lot of preseason matchups and a lot of good ones as well. We'll get you ready for that. Uh, we'll also get you uh, a report and some audio after the Utah State Aggie football team finished their scrimmage numero uno. Uh, it was closed to the public. It was closed to the media, but media was allowed to be there after the scrimmage was over with. Uh, Eric got audio from guys like DJ Williams, from Coach Gary Anderson, and others. We'll play that audio for you today and uh, give you an update on what's going on uh, in regards of the Aggie Fall Football Camp. Again, Family Football Fun Day this Saturday evening, 5 o'clock, Maverick Stadium, Maryland Olson Field, all's invited, open to the public and media. So we'll be there. Eric will be there. Many others will be there, and we hope you'll be there as well to uh, check out this Aggie football team. Again, Wake Forest is a 6 o'clock start time. Uh, Mountain standard time, I should say, or is it daylight time? Mountain daylight time. And, uh, yeah, that's a Friday night game, too, as well. August 30th. Am I looking at that? Oh, that's July. There we go. August 30th, yeah. So Friday night, August 30th at 6 o'clock, Demon Deacons. Will host the Utah State Aggies in the both teams' uh, season opener. Uh, we'll get into uh, NBA. Uh, that's right. The full schedule for the NBA has been released. Jazz have 16 nationally televised games, none on NBA TV, but several on TNT as well as ESPN. We'll get you those breakdowns of what times, what teams, and when returns will be, such as Derek Favors coming back, Mike Conley going back to Memphis and other returning players, as well as the uh, other highly notable games around the NBA, Clippers, Lakers, uh, Pelicans will be televised quite a bit. That's what happens when you have the number one pick in the draft and one of the most highly sought after and watched players coming into the NBA since LeBron James, and that's no exaggeration. So we'll get into that. Uh, We'll also get into a recap of pick six. I don't want to talk about it at all. I don't know how it happens. I don't know how I keep losing this, losing that game. I, I don't get it. I even had good lines, and Eric handed it to me, and I still lost. Uh, we'll also get into some Rocky Mountain Rumble. By the way, uh, D. Jones has uh, is hosting the Rocky Mountain Rumble once again at Maverick Stadium. Uh, we will have D. Jones on at some point during this week, and uh, we'll be able to talk to him about the process of getting the teams there. Remember, it's an RPI-based system this year. So teams outside of the state will actually matter for your seeding in the playoffs because based on how those teams do, and if you beat them or not, is going to matter here. So it, it, it's huge now. In fact, those games matter a lot more than, say, you winning a region championship as Mr. John Oglesby, the assistant director of the UHSAA, uh, mentioned to us last week that uh, those being a champion does not really matter anymore. It's just a title. Doesn't matter. So uh, we'll get into that with D. Jones later in the week. We'll let you know and we'll uh, make sure we inform you guys well in time uh, of when those uh, of when that interview will happen and and what games will be taking place. 
Again, Monday afternoon here on the Full Court Press. Uh, a lot to get into. We'll we'll get into our, uh, our our fall camp report of the Utah State Aggies. And again, we'll get you audio from not only Coach Anderson, but the players as well after their scrimmage uh, on this past Saturday afternoon. Close to the public, close to the media, but again, media was allowed to be there after. Uh, Eric was the only one there in the cards of media. The only media person there. So no one else has got audio and no one else has interviews. From this Aggie football team, except for us, which is uh, which is pretty awesome. Uh, really quickly, a couple news and notes to get you through before we get into the uh, n- was it is it is it needy greedy or dirty greedy? Until we get into the turkeys and potatoes of it all, uh, got a couple of uh, news and notes just to uh, scratch over for you. Utah State will have two Facebook games on their schedule. They've announced. Uh, one will be Stony Brook, which is their home opener. That is at 5.30. That will be on Facebook. And then their season finale of the 2019 season at New Mexico will be at 2 p.m. Uh, that will also be on Facebook. So those are the only two Facebook games we have of as of now. Has, have as of now. I cannot talk today. Um, BYU is on ESPN. Colorado State, San Diego State are both on ESPN. LSU will probably be on the SEC Network would be my guess. Uh, or even ESPN, depending on how those two teams' records are standing when they meet each other on October 5th. Uh, Wake Forest, I believe, is on the ACC Network, which, if I'm not mistaken, um, and uh, let's see, Boise State's an ESPN game. That's an 8.30 slot, by the way. That's been an announced time. Colorado State's a 5.30 game as an announced time. Uh, BYU is unannounced as of right now. Again, that's in November. Fresno State is a evening game. In fact, I believe it's at 5 o'clock. Yeah, 5 o'clock mountain time, so it'll be 4 o'clock in the Pacific region. Uh, that is on CBS Sports Network. So, yeah, I th- believe that's only two Facebook games that you're going to have uh, for the Utah State Aggie football season compared to, I believe, the six they had last year, which is it, it's incredibly different. So that's one news to note. The other, uh, Antonio Brown's... A little spat with the NFL in regards of not having or not being allowed to use his old helmet. Uh, He he filed a grievance versus the NFL, and he lost that said grievance versus the NFL. Uh, But Antonio Brown has announced that he will be returning to training teams, training camp soon. Um, He also had, by the way, I don't know if you guys knew this, but he had a frostbitten feet, which was suffered... Earlier in, I guess, no, excuse me. Yeah, earlier last month in France uh, in cryotherapy mishap. I don't know what that is. I've never heard of that. So Antonio Brown has had a, quite the troubling offseason from losing a grievance <laughs> with the NFL to wear his old helmet to uh, having his feet frostbitten. But, again, he said he should, uh, he should be returning to uh, his... His team very, very soon. Uh, and uh, by the way, it's been noted by Adam Scheffler that the decision to appeal it, or excuse me, the chance to appeal the decision will not be happening for Antonio Brown, as he's already said. So uh, that's uh, that's another one. And then, of course, the NBA, you have your um, your schedule. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, see if there's anything else I need to hit before we get into our news at all for you. Nope. Nothing at all. Oh, wait. Hey, I don't know if we talked about it on Friday because I was gone for the second hour, which I think he did. But the Yankees-White Sox feel the dream thing 
is way cool. And I'm excited about it. In 2020, the Yankees and White Sox will square off in Iowa to uh, to take, or excuse me, play a game in the Field of Dreams. Uh, on, well, I guess on, this, on the same field that the Field of Dreams movie was aired on. Uh, that's pretty cool. And in fact, I think it's classic. And a lot of, you know, Eric brought up a great point, and I think you said this in on Friday in the second hour, but I, it would have been better if they would have done it this year because of the 1919 White Sox, the whole scandal of uh, throwing games for money. Uh, and then you have 2019, which is this year, of course. You have the 89 uh, is, when, is when that movie was made. So, you know, fast forward to 2019. So it would have made a lot of sense to do it this year. Obviously, there's a lot that goes into doing something like that. So, um, But nonetheless, I think that is absolutely amazing uh, to be able to have... Why is this going to eBay? By the way, did you know that Phil of Dreams on eBay is selling for $10? Why is that movie that expensive? Great movie, but that's way overpriced. All right. So that will do it for your news and notes today, uh, for at least for the quick business. Uh, let's get into the uh, chunk of it. We'll, we'll first start off uh, by uh, talking about the NBA schedule. Uh, it has been released, and it is chunk full of a lot of what would you call uh, primetime matchups? A chunk of them. And to start off the season, uh, it's going to be the Lakers and the Clippers to kick off the season here. In fact, you know what? We're going to do this. This is going to be so much easier if I just... There we go. Sorry, I'm on the fly here. Uh, New Orleans will be at Toronto at 6 o'clock on TNT. This is all October 22nd on Tuesday, by the way. And the L.A. Lakers will be at the L.A. Clippers, so the Clippers will be the designated home team while both teams still play at the same place, which is the Staples Center. The Clippers will host the Lakers at 8.30 p.m. on TNT. Now, that time is significant because they have actually reduced the amount of 8.30 games that they have in the country for East Coast help. So there's not going to be as many 8.30 games as there was in the past, as well as there won't be as many back-to-back games uh, for the NBA. Um, looking at the uh, stat uh, for the back-to-backs, they are they were at 13.3 last year. They are now at 12.4 this year. In fact, the Utah Jazz have 11 back-to-backs this year. That is a league low. The bad news, the Jazz play nine of those on the second half of the season. In fact, their second half of the season is not as light. The Jazz have actually accumulated, will have accumulated by the end of the 82-game NBA season, the most miles in the NBA. But again, it will help out with the balance of the schedule with uh, some, I mean, again, you they, only, they play nine, nine, or excuse me, nine back-to-backs on that second half, but a chunk of teams will also be playing just as much of those back-to-backs as the Jazz have the lowest. So the first half of the schedule is actually... Not as brutal as people think for the Utah Jazz. Usually it's that first that first half that's brutal and the second half lays off. Uh, I would say the second half is a little bit more difficult for the Utah Jazz than the, uh, than the first half. Uh, notable returns will include the following. Kawhi Leonard will uh, head back to Toronto uh, as a Clippers to face the Toronto Raptors, which he won a championship for on December 11th. Uh, new Celtics guard Kemba Walker will go to Charlotte on November 7th as well. Uh, and Jazz guard Mike Conley will be back in Memphis on November 15th. Now, on November 27th, 
the uh, Anthony Davis, the eyebrow himself, will be back in New Orleans. That should be an interesting return for for him. And the uh, Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets will be back in Boston on November 27th. So on no- in November 7th, you have Mike Conley going back to uh, Utah. You have on November 27th, so just 20 days later, you got Anthony Davis going back to New Orleans. And Nets guard Kyrie Irving is going back to Boston. Uh, Eric Franson now joins me here in studio here on a Monday of the Full Court Press. Here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. Eric, doesn't our show start at 412 every day? (laughs) You know, I was sitting there and I was like, when I saw you leave with that gentleman, I was like, (laughs) he's not going to be back in time for the show. I'm sorry, I'm a little tardy. A little? (laughs) A little? Dude, I was winging it for like 12 minutes. I was like, because we had a totally different order of this show. (laughs) And then you weren't here and I was like, well, forget that. I'm just going to have to (laughs) wing it from here. I, I was commenting earlier today, this... This time of the year is like the best time of the year. And the worst time of the year. But for me personally, it's also one of the worst times of the year. <laughs> just because there are, so, there are so many different moving parts when it comes to the, what's, what happens this week, in the next few weeks, and then continues on for the next seven months. And uh, yeah. So anyway, trying to get it all re- organized and ready to go is... A little time-consuming, so... Eric Franson was at the Utah State Football Media or scrimmage for the aftermath part to be able to get audio. Remember, nobody else in regards to media was there, at least to get audio and sound and interviews. That's right. Eric Franson and 106.9 FM, The Fan, are the only station in the state of Utah to have you Aggie post-scrimmage audio. Stay tuned. That'll be good stuff. Eric, looking at the schedule, who do you think will have... The more hostile return. Anthony Davis going back to New Orleans. Or Kyrie Irving going back to Boston. Both on the same Ooh. night, November 27th. Oh, that's juicy. Um, ah, That is a good question. Because I think in New Orleans, they knew for months that Anthony Davis was going to move and, and leave them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in Boston... It was just a matter of weeks. Um, and I don't know that... I don't know. That's a good question because I don't know that New Orleans... Um, or I should say, I don't think that Boston feels as uh, um, rejected like uh, like New Orleans might be feeling. Because Boston, I think, they seemed kind of happy and okay that uh, Kyrie was leaving. Uh, things weren't weren't necessarily great between Kyrie Irving and the Boston Celtics. But it's not like for months we knew that he wanted to get out of there. Or publicly known that he wanted to get out of there. Um, so, I don't know. That's a really good question. Because you look at it and they, they approach the, those games, I think, slightly differently with how those... Fan bases may react to it. I would probably say that there, there's certainly a more proud tradition of basketball in Boston than there is in New Orleans. And I think that fan base will be harder on Kyrie than the Pelicans fan base would be on Davis. Not, I mean, I, I think that the, the New Orleans fan base probably should be harder on Anthony, but I just don't think they know how. I just don't think they have that reputation. I don't think they have the success. I don't think they have the history. So I think that it'll be Boston. It'll, will, that chorus will be louder 
in Boston than it will be in New Orleans. I 100% agree with you, and I'm going to add on a few more reasons to what you added on, which was already a good one already. Uh, Boston, as you've already mentioned, are very high IQ fans in the game of sports, whether it's baseball, football, or basketball, or hockey. They are very, very, very smart. They love to hold grudges. They still hate Derek Jeter. They definitely hate Alex Rodriguez because they can't stand Joe Torre. They have they they laugh at uh, Joe Girardi, and they still have a amount of just incredible respect for Mariano Rivera, despite the rivalry they had with him. Boston New England Patriot fans hate Eli Manning. They can't stand Peyton Manning. They hate the Denver Broncos. They hate the Giants. They hate the Colts. Uh, they hold grudges better than anybody else. Kemba or not Kemba, Kyrie Irving, what he did to them, still sticks in their craw. Here's my number two reason. New Orleans got something out of Anthony Davis. Uh, that's fair. They got Zion Williamson. They got Zion. Fact, they might even they got be a better team several now other players. than they were before. The t- attention that is now on New Orleans point. is incredible. I mean, Eric, they have a Christmas day. They have a Christmas night game. A Christmas night game because of Zion Williamson being on that team alone. So what they got in return, even though it wasn't straight out of the Anthony Davis debacle, they still got something. What did Boston get? They got Kemba Walker, well, they got, sure. Yeah, they got a they got Kyrie Light in Kemba Walker, which uh, I've talked to some Boston fans, and they actually feel like, like while Kemba Walker may not have the handles that Kyrie Irving has, he will be better for the team. He's still very good off the He'll dribble. be better for the team. Yet he can still score. He can still penetrate. Uh, but he'll be better for the team than Kyrie was. Uh, he may not be uh, the you know, be able to shake guys loose and have the fancy dribbling that, that Kyrie Irving has. But uh, uh, maybe can't score as, as much as, as Kyrie does. But he'll be better for the team. So some Boston fans that I've talked to, they're like, okay. That's fine. Kyrie's gone. We got Kemba Walker. He'll be fine. They feel most hurt by Horford. Oh, I think yeah, that's a bigger sting. That's a good point. And that's going to have a bigger that's effect a great point. than Kyrie Irving. That's a great point. Because yeah. when you consider the replacements, who left and who replaced him, and a scanter for Al Horford, <laughs> no thank you. Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> Oh, man. And, and the crazy part is that Celtic fans are trying to defend that. That's what that's what in, just incredulates me the most is that Celtic fans are like, well, what are you talking about? We don't need Horford. We got Cantor. Dude, Enos Cantor was an absolute liability on the court in the playoffs because he looked lost every single game defensively. And they torched him for it. They absolutely torched him. Every team, even in that series they won, Versus, uh, who did they beat? Oklahoma City. They, he still looked lost. I mean, he looked like he had no idea what was going on. And Russell Westbrook and Paul, Paul George and Steve, even Steven Adams took advantage of it. So, yeah, I'm with you. It'll be really interesting to see how Coach Brad Stevens hides in his canter defensively. Um, I don't know if that's going to I don't. That's hard to do with the guy of that size. And by the way, Boston has to get Milwaukee four times this year. And Giannis will not let him hide anywhere. No. Clippers forward Paul George will return back to Oklahoma City on December 22nd. Russell Westbrook, the former guard of the Oklahoma City Thunder, will make his return to Oklahoma City on January 9th. Expect a standing ovation for the uh, longtime OKC guard 
when he makes his way back to Oklahoma. Uh, the Rockets face the Thunder in Houston on October 28th in their third preseason game, just as a side note. Uh, again, as we've already mentioned, the 2019-20 uh, season will open with a doubleheader featuring the Pelicans at Toronto for the Toronto's ring celebration. Kawhi is not invited. And the Lakers visiting the Clippers in their first installment of the new battle for Los Angeles. That's why Kawhi is not invited. Uh, the Lakers lead the way with national TV appearances with 31, Eric. 31. 31. Oh, my gosh. When you get LeBron James and Anthony Davis on your team with Bronny sitting side court, yeah, you're going to get on national television a lot. By the way, Clippers, they got 26. The Warriors have the second most with 30, and that's without Kevin Durant. The Rockets will appear 26 times on national television, Celtics 25 times. Bucks, Sixers will be 24, and Zion Williamson and the Pelicans, because of Zion Williamson, not only do they have a Christmas night game on national television, they also make 19 more appearances on national television, 20 in total. 20 for the appearances New Pelicans. for the Pelicans. The Jazz have 16, right? Is yep. that what it was? Yep, 16. Which is up from a year ago. Yep. So, okay, it's almost double the amount of appearances on TNT. <laughs> but a lot of hype for Zion. Your Christmas schedule will be as follows. The uh, Celtics will be visiting the Raptors uh, and the Bucks at the Sixers, both at 11, no, excuse me, 1230. Uh, Rockets and Warriors at 5 p.m., or excuse me, at 3 p.m. Clippers-Lakers will be a 6 p.m. game, and of course, as you guessed it, Pelicans and Nuggets at 8.30 at night. Um, now, again, again, with this 8.30 whole time slot, they're actually their focus was it was to move up those time slots on the West Coast and on the East Coast. For example, the number of overall 8:30 Mountain Time appearances for on national TV has been reduced by 24 from 57 to 33 games. The Warriors only play 11 times. That's seven down from what they had last year, which was 18. And the Lakers, who had 19 last year, only 10 games at 8:30. Uh, or excuse me, at, yeah, 8:30. Mountain time. Eric, what do you think about that? About helpful, the, helpful or just non, I mean, non-effective? Changing the game times? Yeah, from 8.30 to, I guess, it, yeah, from moving a game from 8.30 to now 7.30, really, for a lot of national televised games. Um, I, I think it's fine. Um, I, I think that, uh, I, I think there's been a lot this, that was made in the offseason about ratings maybe being down. People were saying it was not having LeBron in the postseason or even the Lakers in the running at the end of the, of the regular season. And there may be something to that. Uh, I'm getting a little frustrated by what's going on in, in some of these sports circles about everybody feels like they have to pander to the Eastern time zone. Yeah, Because we're even hearing about it in college football. Pac-12 commissioner talking about 10 a.m. kickoff times so they can have a regular earlier kick time on the East Coast. If you have a 10 a.m. kick time, that means that your football team is waking up at like 4 in the morning Yeah, to start all their preps and their normal walkthroughs and their normal routines. Got to be at the stadium by around 7. That's it's ridiculous. Now, obviously, this is a little bit different with basketball because they're in the evening. But um, ratings are what they are. I mean, we can debate about the wisdom uh, and whether it makes sense or how fair it is or whatever, but the ratings are what they are, and that's can't argue against those those numbers. So yeah. if I think that it helps with a slight tweak of a time to potentially gather a greater audience, 
I don't mind it. If it's a dramatic change, then yeah, it seems a little silly. Yeah. Like having a jazz game start at eight thirty in Salt Lake City doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I'm with you. I mean, I get it that's seven thirty on the Pacific time zone, but that's ten thirty on the east. We'll get into the Jazz schedule here after our break, but I really quickly, before we go to break, I want to note this. For the fifth consecutive season, back-to-backs are at historic low. We already mentioned it. From 13.3 to now about 12.5. Jazz lead, or excuse me, Jazz are the lowest team on back-to-backs. They only have 11. The bad news, nine of those are in the second half of the season with, of those nine, get, let's see, so nine, yeah, 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 over half of those of back-to-backs are against playoff-caliber teams, or at least playoff teams from last season. It is going to be a brutal second half for the Jazz, unlike last two years where they've had that really just throw you into the furnace start of the season. Second half, we here's cupcakes, flowers, and dandelions. Right, that'll be really interesting. And we'll, we'll get into more detail specifically about the Jazz, but it is very different 2019-2020 season in that sense that the last few years, it's been very difficult at the front end, and everybody starts freaking out. Oh, yeah. these Jazz teams are not oh, really yeah. good. It's a sophomore slump, or they're not as good as we thought they were. Uh, but then it, it it eases up significantly in the second half, and they make this big run, and then everybody's like, oh, look how good the Jazz are. They're making this big run. Everybody should be afraid of them. So this year, it'll be different. Um, they'll, they may be getting ahead of steam and uh, be high on the list, before they start to run into the real jaws of uh, a difficult second half of the season. So how that affects this team, how they look compared to what they've been doing the last couple of seasons, that will be really interesting. I, I do want to say on the back-to-backs before we move on. Yeah, please. I, I love that the NBA is cutting down on these. Sure. I, I don't see a lot of sense in it because there's so much travel involved. Uh, I, I like how the NBA uh, widened the window, if I can say that, of when games can, when the season starts, when it ends, does make for a longer season, but you reduce the amount of back-to-backs, you uh, give a little more rest for the players. When fans come to watch a game, when they spend all the money it takes to get to a game and be there, you want to see the best players play. And if there's a lot of back-to-backs and a lot of travel and load management's going to become more and more of a thing, um, you know, that it makes it hard when you go to go to a game, and it may be the one game all year that you get to see. Yeah, and if it's on the second part of a back to back, the the star players are not likely to play. Yeah, it's a great point. So I, I like that the NBA is trying to cut down on them. I'd love to see them cut down even more if it was possible. Maybe even make the All Star break shorter. Does it really need to be seven days? Yeah, which actually is into our next point, as you just brought up. Uh, before we get to All Star break point for the third third three season there will be no four games in five five nights for any team and there will be no eight games in 12 nights for a second consecutive season the all-star break which will begin february 14th in chicago uh the break will begin on the 14th the all-star games on the 16th the league will the league will be on break with no games for five days at least every team will have at least seven days off in that break eric that seems i mean look at the other leagues that have an all-star break in the middle of their season, they don't take that much time off. Yeah, Major League Baseball took, what, three days off? <laughs> Four, maybe? You don't need seven. I mean, you're when you do that, you are inviting the league guys to go 
out of country. You're in, you're inviting people to go places and just do nothing and get out of shape or run the risk of doing something stupid or getting into trouble. Uh, I, I get it. There is wisdom in taking some time off. Give guys a chance to reset and let their bodies rest because after that, it really dials up in, in competition. Yeah, absolutely. But I just... Seven days just seems excessive. Could you imagine what players like Stockton, Malone, Jordan, Pippen, uh, just some of these players, if they would have had this kind of schedule back in the day, how long they could have played for? I mean, Stockton. Right, they could have extended their careers for at least 17 two years, or three more years. Miss a, a single game in any two game Easy. season. Easy. Stockton would be fresh as, I mean, cut at 44 years old playing basketball if he would have had this kind of a schedule for how great a shape he was in. All right, uh, coming back, we'll actually get into the Jazz portion of the schedule. Again, they have a league low, 11 back-to-backs. Nine of those, second half of the season. Over half of those versus playoff-caliber basketball teams, teams that made the playoffs last season. How brutal is that second half of the season? Where are their breaks? And what are the nationally televised games of the 16 that Eric mentioned? Which ones are going to be nationally televised? We'll get into that and more here on the Full Court Press. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Branson, RJ Salson here on the Full Court Press. It's 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan, Monday, August 12th. Welcome back, everybody, from the weekend. Hope yours was as good as ours. Uh, unless you had a pick six competition, then your week sucked. You know what? Can we talk about pick six for no, a second? No, I, ju- I just... Okay, like, we know, put it together... Hey, by the way, I got my reward for you. That's <laughs> a handful of change that I, I, I gave you. There's two. I was just trying to empty my pockets and had a bunch of pennies. So, last Thursday was Ajay's birthday. <laughs> Happy belated birthday, by the way, you Ajay. You just know. We're done with my birthday. It's over. No, you're Move never on. done. So, I I purposely, I worked hard to try to throw it in your favor. <laughs> I went against my better instincts on every single guess. Oh. And I still won. So, I... <laughs> I was like, I, I am, I am, I am a ridiculous shell of myself for picking these things. <laughs> well, I was yeah, no way I, I would a couple pick of them way. I was like, what in the heck are you doing? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh man, I think I won it. So I can and I hadn't even you, checked. I assumed I I'd thought for won. sure you're gonna sweep it. Alright, that I that still, tells you right there I still the won. pick six gods are not on my side. <laughs> Just, I don't know what else to tell you, Eric. You're destined to win this game. I swear. Dude, that's six weeks in a row I've lost you now, isn't it? I have not had to buy you something in a very long time. I think it's six now. We're at six. Pick six is out of losing streak of six. <laughs> it was very heavy with preseason I'm uh, going NFL, f- and there's always a question about who will play and who will do what. I'm going a full Ryan Leaf right now on this dang game. But even with the Braves and the Marlins... I thought certainly I will set a, a good line there that I, I know I'll lose on this one. No, Braves barely get by by one run. I just I hate this game. 
I hate it so bad, and it gets worse. All right, uh, we're, again, we'll anyway, get you. Uh, other than that, it was fun to watch the NFL preseason. So it's just good to have football back in itself. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that next hour. We'll do our studs and duds of the NFL opening preseason. Absolutely, and don't forget, Region 11 High School football starts this Friday night, and that's right, we'll have every school, Bear River from Region 11, Bear River, uh, Green Canyon, Skyview, Logan, Ridgeline, Mountain Crest, all on the radio, all for you. You pick the team, you change the channel when you want, find the game you want to listen to, it will be there. We have some great play-by-play callers who's going to take great care of you. Eric's is set up, uh, is setting up some interviews with the play-by-play guys to get you the best feedback on how and what these guys are seeing in these teams and what the coaches have had to say about their squad so far as we get ready for Region 11 football, which is already here. Again, this Friday night, all games start at 7 o'clock. Can't wait to get into that. We don't forget about the Rocky Mountain Rumble. That's coming up here at Maverick Stadium in, what, two weeks? Three? Two? So that will be on a Thursday, oh, August Thursday. 29th. That'll oh. be really cool. Double header up there. Yummy. Uh, and uh, the, the Preston and West Side, their seasons are coming up before too long. They don't start at the same time. Schools in Idaho are a little bit uh, later when they start their seasons and go a little bit longer. Uh, they go one extra week because of that. Um, so, uh, anyway, their, their schedules will be starting before too long. And this, this pick them contest that we're going to be doing, oh, yeah, it's going to be dude. really fun. Uh, it should be, we had an issue with the site. We're hoping it's live tomorrow, <laughs> but, uh, it, it, so I can't give away too many details until I know for sure that the site is live and we can talk about it properly, but it'll be similar kind of like how we did that contest in, March mm-hmm. that surrounds that other big basketball tournament. You have to be careful how you talk about those things. But um, it, that was a lot of fun. We got to give away a lot of prizes. It was really fun to interact with the fans uh, and with our listeners. So uh, we'll be doing that again through this uh, in a slightly different but interesting format as well for high school football. Really excited for that. It'll be fun. So again, high school football starts this Friday night. Aggie football starts in regards to their season Friday, August 30th, 6 o'clock Mountain Time at Wake Forest versus Demon Deacons. They're already have completed their first scrimmage, which was close to the public media. Eric was there after. He's going to share with us the audio that he got from not only Coach Anderson, DJ Williams, but others as well. So we'll get into the audio in the second hour. Stay tuned for that. Uh, again, Family Football Funday this Saturday at 5 o'clock. Don't forget. Be there or be square. You can open to the uh, media and public. You can go out there and check out this team before they get ready and they close the re- they shut down from uh, all eyes and ears until uh, Friday, August 30th. A, pr- a, a tease, tease from what me. we'll hear for next next hour. Tease me. Position changes. Oh. And uh, a player who was on offense who's now on defense is doing well. Oh. Kind of exciting. Um, and the, the team... Is going to be now shifting their focus to uh, preparations for the season, rather than just figuring themselves out what their offense and defense base structure looks like. Uh, Gary Anderson talks about um, they're going to start preparing now, and who's been standing out so far? Interesting names who he who he shared with me. I can't wait. Again, stay tuned for that next hour during the five o'clock hour. All Aggie football talk because we focus on the Aggies. That's our job for you, the fans. All right, uh, we talked about the NBA schedule as a whole, who the returns of who's going where and when. Um, back to their previous teams. Some will have a nice little return. Some will be more brutal and hostile than others. Uh, but let's now focus on your very own Utah Jazz. 
Uh, in the 82 games, they'll have 11 back-to-backs, nine of them in the second half of the season. Uh, they start off their season versus Oklahoma City at home on Wednesday, October 23rd. And then two days later, they head to Los Angeles Lakers for their first nationally televised game against, you want to take a wild guess? You got it, LeBron James and the Lakers. Uh, they have 16 nationally televised games. Uh, uh, ESPN has how many, Eric? Well, there'll be 10 games on ESPN, 6 on TNT. Um, and they only had 8 on ESPN a year ago, 3 on TNT a year ago. So they've doubled the amount on TNT, and, they're actually, and they've grown their national exposure on ESPN as well. They do have a chunk of games on NBA TV as well, but let's go ahead and get through the ESPN's ones first. As we've already mentioned, they get the Lakers at the Staples Center Friday, October 25th. That's an 8.30 start, mountain time. Uh, they are then home against the Clippers on the 30th. That's an ESPN game. That's at 8 o'clock. 6 o'clock at Memphis in regards to the Mike Collier return. That's Friday, November 15th. That's a 6 o'clock time. And again, we will have pregame. So which will cut into our show just a little bit, uh, 10 or 15 minutes. About 10 minutes before tip-off. Yeah. That's we'll, right. Yes, and again, this was new last year, but it'll be happening again this year. 106.9, the fan, 1390 AM, the fan, the new home of the Utah Jazz. Uh-hoo. And there will be very few interruptions. Yeah, looking at the schedule, there'll be hardly any. So it'll be very exciting that uh, yeah. more games than before will be able to be heard, and you can follow along here. On this radio station. That's right. Yep. Uh, and then again, if Skyview does cut into that, Skyview is the priority because it is a local. Uh, so Memphis on Friday, November 15th, and they are home against Golden State. That's Friday, December 13th. That's an 8.30 game on ESPN. So much for the late games here, huh? Uh, at Golden State on Wednesday, January 22nd. That's an 8 o'clock start. Uh, Wednesday and Friday, February 5th and 7th. Home versus Denver and Portland are both ESPN. Those are two huge games. Home versus Boston, February 26th. At Boston, March 6th. And then versus Minnesota. No, excuse me, versus the Lakers. You got the Lakers on March 18th. And no, by the way. No, that game, they host the Lakers. That's a, no, sorry, no, you're no, right. No, that's a road LA. game. That's a road game so at the Lakers on March 18th. So I've seen something, and I think it's. I believe it, one of the back-to-back, and just so you are aware, when the Lakers come here, I think the second time, which is December 4th, they have a back-to-back. That will be the back end of it, and they will have played Brooklyn. And then they come to Utah, and then they go to Charlotte two days later. There is a chance you will not see Anthony Davis or LeBron that game. Probably more likely LeBron. Anthony Davis has said that he wants to play in every game. Okay. I think it's pretty clear LeBron's not going to do that. But um, you're right. If you're planning on going to that game on December 4th, high likelihood that LeBron probably won't be there. In regards to TNT games, the day after Christmas, December 26th, they get Portland at home. Uh, They have Denver at Denver on January 30th. Uh, They're home against San Antonio Tuesday, March 24th. And then a Oh, like nice little slate here of TNT games at Portland, at or excuse me versus LA at home, and then versus Denver at home for the final game of the season on April fourteenth. Uh, those games are either eight or later, so eight or eight thirty games every single one of those TNT slots. Yeah, that's interesting. At the at the end of the month, they're on TNT once a week. Or end of the month, yeah. end of the season. That's pretty crazy, huh? I didn't the really last look at that. Yeah. full week of March, they're on TNT against San Antonio. The first week of April, they're on TNT when they host Portland. 
And then the following week, they're on TNT when they're at the Clippers. And then the following week, the final game of the regular season, they're on TNT when they're at Denver. So they will be on TNT once a week for the final three, four, four weeks. The final four weeks of the regular season, they'll be on TNT once a week. They'll be on NBA TV for a chunk of games. You won't get into those, though. But uh, you can keep your eyes out. You can see the listings on either Utah or excuse me, NBA.com or ESPN.com to check your local listings for what games you can get to. By the way, get your tickets now because they are going fast for the games that you want to go to, especially the ones that are more high-profile, including the Lakers and the uh, – I guess I'd say the Sixers are on that list as well. Boston, Milwaukee, um, some some really, really good games. Eric, when I look at the schedule – that second half is is kind of rough, man. I mean, in in the span of two days, you play the Lakers twice. Uh, March 16th, March 18th, both home and away. San Antonio, in the span of two days, away and home. Uh, but that final stretch of games, Portland, Denver, Clippers, Suns, Thunder, and Denver, depending on how tanking the Thunder are, where Denver sits at, and... We obviously know who Phoenix is by now, but right. I, really, when I look at this and I see the the second week of March on, there are like hardly any breaks. Yeah, there are no real gimmies. Yep, I would agree. Maybe, maybe Memphis. Who knows what New Orleans will look like at that point? Minnesota could be fighting for the playoffs. Same thing with Dallas and and Atlanta in the East. But other than that, uh, well, you mentioned Phoenix is in the mix there at the end of April. Um, but there are a lot of really tough teams. Toronto, Oklahoma City a couple of different times. The Lakers a couple of different times. Um, Denver twice. So there, there's a lot of really tough teams in that mix for the last four or five weeks of the regular season. It, it, it's going to be a tough stretch for the Jazz. I couldn't agree more. Early, so how well they do early in the season is going to be hugely important. Yeah. I uh, it's it, And then again, that's going to... I mean, look, last year they got away with it because they had such a soft second half. They don't this year, so they got to be able to steal as many games and win the games that they're supposed to win. You can't let Devin Booker go off for 50 points against you. <laughs> no. You can't let Derrick Rose go off for 50 against you. you got to fix it. So it'll be, I think it's going to be that much more important that this team comes together quickly. There's some new, new faces. There's new parts here. There's positions that will be used differently than they've been available to use in the past for Quinn Snyder. So how well and how quickly this team comes together early is going to be really important because the the, the time to pick up a lot of wins uh, is earlier in the season because it's going to be harder to do that later in the season. By the way, huge, huge note in the schedule. Utah Jazz play Houston only three times, and they get him twice at home. That is absolutely monstrous for the Utah Jazz. You have to at least go two and one. If you go one and two or zero and three, that is a disaster and a huge disappointment. So that's that's a pretty big note to me, right? So there's a select few teams in the West. Normally, if you're in the Western Conference, you play two games at your place, two games at theirs. But because of the way the scheduling works out and the numbers work out, there's a couple of teams that you only play three times. So the Jazz play the Rockets three times. Uh, they also play the Suns, Kings, and Mavericks three times. Uh, everybody who's in your division, you play them twice, home and home. But yep. in their, if they're in a different division than you are, but still in the Western Conference, there's a chance that you'd only play them three times. So it's Houston, Phoenix, Sacramento, and Dallas 
that they'll only play three times. Let's take a break. Coming back, we got some big news from the NFL. Dak Prescott thinks he's a really good quarterback and should be paid big time. There was reports saying that he turned down a high amount of money, but then those reports are now being disputed by others, sources saying close to the situation, that that's not the case. We'll get into that and more. Eric France and Audrey Salison. It's 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Audrey Salison on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. We're going to have a quick segment for you, then we'll bounce back, get to another break, and then we'll close it up for the first hour. Get ready for the second hour. All Utah State Aggie footballs report on the first scrimmage. Uh, Eric's got audio from coaches and players, so we'll get you all that ASAP. Break it down for you like nobody else can. Uh, Eric, uh, Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. Without a running back, though, he's an average quarterback. Alice, he there was reports that, and there's several of them that came out saying that Dak Prescott was looking for heavy money. In fact, it was from Jane Slater who said, "Quote: I can confirm reports that Dak QB Dak Prescott has in fact turned down thirty million a year offer and is instead seeking forty million a year." Per source informed, that was reported about two no excuse me four hours ago. It is now being reported that that was false. That is not true. From other sources close to the situation, uh, from, I believe, uh, Prescott's representatives, that they have not asked for that amount. In fact, those that they have told USA Today. I don't know what's going on in Dallas country, but they better get their crap together and do it quick because this is an absolute joke. And I think Zeke's back there laughing at him. Well... Yeah, what's going on? They don't have the running back, uh, quarterback missed reports about how much he thinks he's worth. They they need to go out and do something before they can start throwing around money like yeah, this. Yes, no, I, I'm with you. I mean, I, there are a lot of expectations on this Cowboys team this year. The talent's there. They should be a top-level uh, program this year. Should be. But for all those Cowboys fans out there, all these people that are hyping these guys... Show me what they've done. Have they won much in the postseason? When's the last time they won a a game in the postseason? When's the last time they won a a conference championship? When's the last time they went to a Super Bowl? That's been a very, very long time. Again, Dak looking for $30 million, turned it down, said he wants $40 million instead. Reports saying that was confirmed, but now representatives of Dak Prescott told USA Today that is not even the case. And I, I mean, it, we talked about this the other day. I mean, this is all monopoly money anyway. I mean, really, it's about ego. Yeah. It's oh, all absolutely. about ego. Yeah. I mean, really, is your life that much different that 30 million is not enough? Yeah. You have to have 40? I mean, that's a lot of zeros. Holy cow. 40 million. And and by the way, it's all, it's just and, an ego and, and thing. And we're not even talking about any quarterback named Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, or Ben Roethlisberger. We're talking about Dak Prescott. Or are, are we, how are many we, rings are on his finger? <laughs> mm. Man, how many playoff wins does he have? Mm. We're, we're going to take a break, come back, wrap up the first hour for you. Again, remember, second hour, all Utah said I get football better than anybody else can get it to you. Oh, and uh, we'll talk to you top of Utah Marathon coming up. Uh, yes, coming up it's tomorrow. tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, 
real quick, just real quick plug. Go to you can get an app. It's called 2019 Tour of Utah Tour Tracker. Download the app. It'll save your life tomorrow. If you're needed to get around town, that I, is. Yeah, I'm gonna maybe have- not save your life, but it'll save a lot of time. <laughs> Which could save your life. Eric France and AJ Stavelson. It's the Full Court Press. 1069 The Fan here on, well, not 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Stop it. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Happy Monday, everybody. Eric France and Audrey Salison here on the Full Court Press, wrapping up the first hour, getting you ready for the second hour, getting you ready for Region 11 high school football. Again, that begins all this Friday. You got the scrimmage on Saturday. It is football week here in Cash Valley. Grateful to have it back as well. High school football for Region 11 teams starts this Friday. Well, for teams all throughout the state of Utah, it starts this Friday. Reminder, we have... Every game covered for Region 11. Nobody a, else does that. Oh a radio gosh. partner for each. Uh, there'll be a different signal. And uh, you can go to cashvalleydaily.com. And that we've got a full schedule there for all the teams. How to follow along, what radio station they're going to be on. You can click a link there to listen to them live and stream it uh, on your desktop or on your phone. So even if you can't make it to the game, you can follow along. Eric, we're going to be talking to you today in football. You were there to get audio. Nobody else was there to get the audio that you got. Give us a quick tease in about 30 seconds of what's going to be coming up in that audio. Okay, uh, interesting t- conversation with DJ Williams about the defense and how that defensive secondary is coming along. There's been some questions about that. CLC Mariner, the uh, graduate transfer from University of Utah, the differences between the two camps and how he's fitting in with the offense. And Gary Anderson giving a inside look as to who's kind of surprising him so far for the Aggies. That's that's, a, that's good stuff. I can't wait. You know, and especially defensive, offensive players. Should be fun. It's all coming up second hour, Full Court Press. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. First it was his feet, now it's his head. Antonio Brown has been a busy guy providing the NFL media content all summer long. This time in the form of a report that he left the Raiders because he couldn't wear his old helmet. New rules require updated headgear, but Brown reportedly isn't comfortable with it. This is on the tales of the foot injury that he suffered during a cryotherapy session. Taken individually, you can probably understand each storyline. If Brown thinks the new helmet rule hurts his play, it makes sense that he would resist it. As for cryotherapy, accidents happen. It's the pattern here that has Brown's critics out in full force. He also makes great headlines. Sometimes it's hard to tell how serious he is. It seems like there's always a chance he's messing with us. But right now, not in camp, that's all we know for sure. And until things change, Brown is going to dominate the offseason news cycle, even though he hasn't caught a pass yet. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.